Welcome to TribCast, the flagship podcast for the Lacrosse Tribune. I'm digital news editor Scott Rada, and we are talking back to school today. And joining us uh, from Mayo Clinic Health System here in Lacrosse is Dr. Jake Erickson and Andrew Andrew Jagum, who is a sports scientist at Mayo. Thanks for being here. Thanks Thank for having us. Um, today we're talking a little bit about uh, one sport versus three sport athletes, and we are getting ready for the fall sports season. And of course, uh, football. Is, is sort of front and center, but there's other sports certainly throughout the year. Many parents, of course, think their kid is a is going to have a, a big future in sports, and, and, and the numbers show us that the odds of your kid ending up in Major League Baseball or the NFL is, is possible, but, but small. But uh, that's where the pressure comes as to whether parents think they should have their kid play just one sport and focus on that, which can in many cases be a year-round endeavor, or kind of go through the, the various sports through as, the, as the season progresses. Um, is it fair to say that we're seeing more single-sport athletes uh, than we were maybe 10 years ago? I would, I would say the short answer is probably yes, and because of that pressure, um, and there's definitely a, a difference between being a multi-sport athlete playing more than uh, one sport throughout the year versus trying to specialize early. Um, I would say that there's definitely pros and cons of both in terms of this early specialization. We got to get in at a young age, do a lot of uh, travel teams and club teams, along with these extra, you know, coaching and playing on all these all these teams in this this sport virtually year round to be a specialist. The, I would say the cons definitely probably outweigh the pros, really because the body's not getting a break. Uh, particularly if this is started at an early age, you lose the the breadth of skill from playing multiple sports. Um, and you're going to set yourself up for, for overuse injuries by not giving that body part a break. So, for instance, if, if baseball is your sport, you're constantly throwing or pitching year-round, that arm is never really getting a rest. And so, in general, we would caution against early specialization. And uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of the pressure comes from coaches and parents because kids are so skilled and we feel that if we're not putting in the time, the, the coaches don't see that we're dedicated and therefore may not allow us to make the team. Therefore, there's this all this added pressure. Uh, but what the data would show is that playing multiple sports and avoiding early specialization will actually make you a better all overall athlete and overall development of your body and your skill level. And then just a quick little stat, the 2018 NFL Draft, 29 of the 32 first-rounders that were picked to go into the NFL were multi-sport athletes. They weren't just football their whole life. That stat you said, I think, would surprise a lot of uh, parents and, and students both because, you know, there's there's such a rush or a, such a pressure, I suppose, to uh, perform and perform at a high level. But what you're, it sounds like what you're saying is a better athlete is going to perform at a high level no matter what sport he or she might be in. Yeah, I would say not only that, and then by participating in different sports throughout the year, you develop different movement patterns, skill sets, uh, speed or endurance that, again, can transition into different sports that, again, just make you a more well-rounded athlete throughout the year so that you're not just doing the same thing repetitively kind of over and over. What are some of the, you mentioned for baseball, of course, you know, there's uh, arm injuries. What are some of the other common injuries that you see associated with maybe over-focusing on a particular sport? One of the things in particular that we always caution, particularly with the younger athletes, so kids in early high school and middle school, they're still growing, which means they're in their skeleton, their growth plates are still open. 
therefore they have a whole different set of injuries that they're susceptible to via those growth plates. And so for instance, in a baseball pitcher, either their elbow or their shoulder has an open growth plate. And if they're doing a lot of pitching, something simple as my, my shoulder hurts mom or dad, or hey, my elbow's hurting a little bit. If we ignore that and keep pushing through that, a worst case scenario would be is they could injure that growth plate. Um, that's, that's not good for multiple reasons. One, the athlete doesn't want to miss any time from sport. If they injure a growth plate, they're going to miss substantial time for their sport, say the whole season. We typically are taking people out measured in months if they have an injury to that growth plate that we're finding in the clinic. Um, but also it's going to affect their performance as well if they're pushing through pain. So general rule of thumb there is listening to your body. If you have a small ache or pain, pay attention to it. Sometime a day or two of rest is all that's needed to take care of that small ache or pain. If you ignore it, are pressured through it, or keep pushing through it, that's when it can turn into this problem that takes you out of your sport for a long time, or in worst case scenario, sometimes need a procedure or a surgery to fix something. And, and I'm sure there must be athletes at every level who feel something or sense that something's just not quite right, but they're afraid to say something. Yeah, certainly the pressures and demands, you know, certainly if it's a professional athlete and their livelihood depends on it, um, you know, sponsor, uh, all those different types of pressure. Um, certainly as a kid, whether it be parents, coaches, or just that mentality, hey, I need to be tough. If I express weakness, you know, that may be seen as a weakness, but I think just overall education, coaches and parents creating environment, you know, it's okay to listen to your body. We'd rather have you miss a day than miss a whole season by ignoring this is really what we try to try to impress upon them. In terms of those aches and pains and, and things like that and recovering just from, from competition and workouts, as we were talking about earlier with the nutrition, um, is, is really eating that, eating that diet and following a, nu- a nutritious meal plan to help you recover and help you uh, with your sport. And so again, eating with a purpose. And so particularly for an athlete, uh, we can't negate the impact that nutrition has on um, uh, in terms of recovery and injury prevention as well. And circling back to that idea of kind of ignoring those small aches or pains or trying to tough it out, if you ignore them when they're small, eventually they can develop into much bigger uh, issues that can have sometimes permanent implications if you ignore those and, and end up resulting in more severe injuries. Um, and when a lot of us kind of think about sports, we're thinking of uh, sports that relate to balls, baseballs, basketballs, footballs. Um, looking at, you know, the different sports like gymnastics or dancing, what are some of the com- more common injuries that you would see in those athletics versus, you know, the, the softballs and the basketballs? So certainly a lot of overuse, particularly with uh, gymnasti- gymnastics and dancing. Obviously with dancers, the demands that they have on there, again, uh, a lot of younger people, both boys and girls, are spending a lot of time dancing week to week, you know, 10 to 20 hours on top of school, may or may not have another activity going on. That's a lot of uh, intense work, uh, a huge calorie burn during those. Um, and in particular, as they're exhausted from school, a lot of hours dancing, their bodies are going to fatigue, they're going to be a little more susceptible to injury there. Certainly, again, a lot of those foot and ankle and knee injuries. Uh, One of the things that we like to do, particularly if we're seeing someone for a pre-participation physical for that, is screen them for any lower body mobility restrictions as it would pertain to a dancer, particularly looking at how the hips, ankles, and knees move and correcting any imbalances with a lot of the jumping and just the sheer demands on that. Uh, Likewise with a gymnast involving both the lower and upper body, a lot of shoulder mobility issues we see is they put a lot of strain and load on their shoulder and elbow with all the different um, uh, activities that they're doing on their hands that a lot of athletes are not susceptible to. You know, here in the city of La Crosse, of course, and even in La Crosse County, we have some pretty good-sized high schools from Holman to La Crosse Central to Onalaska. You know, so if you're a, a, a top athlete there, you might 
feel like you can play one sport and kind of shine and, and, and do well and, and, and move on. I can imagine, though, too, in some of the small schools kind of dotting our rural landscape where sometimes the graduating class size can be 40 or 50 kids. If you're that one good athlete, I would imagine those kids feel a lot of pressure to say, well, you were real good in football, so what are you going to do for us in track? And what are you going to do for us in basketball? Because, like you said, a good athlete can, can excel in lots of different sports. But again, it puts a lot of pressure on some of those young people. Yeah, certainly a lot of pressure, and, and you can even kind of look at it as an opportunity that they have the ability to play multiple sports throughout the year if they would like to. Sometimes at larger schools, it's much more competitive, and uh, you might have to try out for the team instead of kind of being guaranteed a spot if you're one of those better athletes. So uh, there are kind of pros and cons of that and just making sure that you're not signing yourself up for too much and still allowing your body to rest and recover uh, when it needs to and you're not kind of overtraining or doing things, um, you know, multiple layers on top of each other where you're doing multiple sports at the same time and just predisposing your body to uh, a greater risk of injury. So if you're a parent who's listening to this and you have a son or daughter who's uh, looking at being a one-sport athlete or even being a multi-sport athlete and still has some questions, what uh, services do you offer at Mayo that can maybe point them in and get them the answers they, they need? Yeah, certainly, you know, the clinic um, is probably the best way to initially get into our team. Uh, that number can be provided. Um, we're always happy to see people and talk and ask questions because we work as a multidisciplinary team. Uh, we have physicians, we have PhD scientists, we have athletic trainers, uh, nurses, medical assistants, physical therapists that are all on that team, so all different um, facets of it. And then just in general, just for general education, we offer different shadowing experiences, different internships that people can come in and get a look just at the healthcare field in general um, and gain some information that way as well. And also you mentioned that you work with some of the universities in town as well. Yep, yep. Uh, we uh, partner with uh, UW Lacrosse and we work with their athletics and um, uh, provide medical care with them. Yeah, and then we have several ongoing research projects with them that we'll be starting a couple of them even within the next couple of weeks as some of the fall sports gear up to start. And that's for uh, athletes at, at, at UW Lacrosse? Yep, so we have several projects going on with some of their different teams, and uh, usually the, the kind of underlying theme is doing different athlete monitoring projects. So we have different devices that they can wear that will monitor the, the training load that they're putting their bodies through throughout practice and games, and we can look at what their heart rate is, the amount of speed and distance that they're covering, the amount of calories that they're burning, and it just helps us paint a picture of kind of the overall demand being placed on these athletes, and then we can look at how is that influencing injury rates, how is that influencing recovery, sleep, and all kinds of different metrics that we can look at to try to get answers to some of these questions. Well, those are all important topics that I'm sure people across our region are going to be thinking about as uh, school uh, starts uh, in early September. And we thank the two of you for coming in and shedding some light on athletics and uh, how parents and coaches all play a role in making sure uh, everyone stays healthy. Thank Happy you very much here. for having us.